Good morning. I'm so glad you're here, and I thanks to everyone involved for decorating our sanctuary. Uh, it looks very lovely as, as we, along with all of Canada, is celebrating um, Thanksgiving. Um, my parents did not experience a turkey until they came to Canada. It was foreign to them. Um, during their harvest, they would have ham. That was the big, uh, in a lot of large part of Europe, was ham. And also, uh, maybe I've shared the story before, but um, they would keep, everybody had their own farm animal. And of course, my grandfather had a pig. And it came time for the pig to be slaughtered, and they would get the local butcher to come around. And the local butcher had a limp, and he went to uh, do his thing for the pig, and the pig got away. And so here was this pig running all over the street with the butcher following him on the limp, trying to catch the pig. My grandfather was very upset because everybody on the street was laughing at this butcher trying to catch a pig. So my grandfather, uh, rather upset, went into the house, got his shotgun, went out and shot the pig dead. And my father said for the rest of that winter, they had ham with buckshot all in it. <laughs> um, we won't have that today. I think our turkey's in the oven, so... <laughs> I do hope everyone's enjoying their Thanksgiving dinner. We are on this uh, day of Thanksgiving for us. We are using the hymnal supplement, so please be aware of that. And the hymns are all from our hymnal. gospel we heard for today is read and I read it, I always think of my days in seminary and one of the students uh, was reading that particular gospel and could not pronounce the word lepers correctly. And the professor reminded the student after the worship that leopards have spots and growl like a cat while lepers suffer from a dreaded skin disease. Many of you do know that English was not the first language that we used around our household and was taught when I was born. My parents coming from Finland, Finnish was the language used around the home when I grew up. In fact, I remember a humorous time in our youth group, the we're having this youth presentation, and the ladies of the church put together a nice luncheon and presented a beautiful cake. And my one friend was just practicing and practicing and practicing to say, thank you for the lovely cake. Well, cake in Finnish language is kakusta. Of course, my friend did not pronounce it right. And he thanked the ladies for the kakasta. And the ladies all kind of looked and started laughing. And we were laughing. And my friend said, what did I do? What was wrong? 
We said, well, you just said thanks for the crap. <laughs> My ability to speak the Finnish language, it's not that good today. In fact, I sadly have lost much of what I learned as a child. I wish I could speak it better, but I can't. And some of that is the fact that, you know, we don't speak Finnish in our household, and if you lose it, you, you know, don't use it, you lose it. And simply the fact that the English language is more the common language in most of Canada, even though we are a bilingual nation. I'm so happy that my grandchildren are learning French. But the word that I always use and remember is kitos. And that's the word that was taught to us as children as soon as we could speak and understand what was going around us. Because kitos means thank you. And today we heard from the gospel that the only one person who returned to Jesus to say thank you was one person. The other nine They were healed by Jesus, excited that they were now free to live like the rest of society, and they forgot to say thank you. The interesting point of this whole story of the gospel is that the one who returned to say thank you to Jesus was, and it was pointed out, a Samaritan. Samaritans were not welcomed in the Jewish community. It'd be something like today if... I don't think we would feel comfortable welcoming members of, let's say, a notorious motorcycle gang came and sat among us. A group of people maybe suffering from AIDS or other communicable diseases came and started to worship with us. You know, you've got to be honest with yourself. We are picky, are we not, with whom we like to sit with, especially around the dinner table. I know I'm going to look forward to having turkey today and ham and that, but I really don't think we'll be inviting any kind of strangers and street people we see on the street. It'll be with ones I want to be with. But did you notice that this group of ten people who suffered from leprosy, they were keeping their distance from Jesus. They wouldn't come close to him. Because if you had that disease, immediately you would be banished from your family, friends, and the place where you lived. And if that were occurring today, anybody who suffered from leprosy would not be permitted to live here in Welland. You couldn't enter the town, and you'd probably be living in some other place that they would designate that that's where the lepers are to be placed. Think of maybe uh, Cook's Mills. Stay there, but don't come here. It's amazing. When one is healthy and doing well, we can pick and choose with whom one wants to associate with, eat with, and play with. It's a different matter when one becomes ill or suffers from a disease. Did you notice how the other nine people who were suffering from leprosy, that the tenth person was a Samaritan? They didn't care that he had who he was. But they all shared the same thing. It's like the disease cancer which can strike anyone, regardless of who they are, or what they believe, no matter what age. And suffering from something like that somehow brings strangers, even enemies, together as friends. Jesus heals the lepers, and only one, an outsider to the Jewish community, returns to say thank you. The rest, they were probably excited, happy, 
They could return to their community and loved ones to pick up from where they left before they had suffered from leprosy. Now they're free. They're free. This weekend, it is a time for Canada to be thankful for what we have, where we live, who we are. You know, I am glad that we have this secular holiday which forces Canadians, no matter who they are, of all stripes, to take time and be thankful for the many blessings that we have in our life because there are a lot of people in the world who'd love to be here, living here. And there's also a part of me that makes me sad to think that it takes a government holiday to get Canadians, Christians, to be thankful, especially for us Christians, when our faith in God calls us to be daily thankful and not just once a year. You know, within our worship, we Christians, we gather around the Lord's table to celebrate the great Thanksgiving. Where my parents come from, there is no Thanksgiving. They have a harvest festival. But they do celebrate what we celebrate. There are Christians all over the world who are celebrating the great Thanksgiving just like what we are doing today. It is God reminding us to be thankful each week and each day that we live. And the many stories from the Holy Scriptures are to remind us on how we are to live and why we are to not only asking God to bless our lives, but we are to bless God, bless God's holy name for providing us with the daily necessities of life. And just as Jesus told the Samaritan who came back to say, thank you, Christ tells us each time we come to worship, get up, go your way, your faith has made you well. It is our faith, the coming together around the communion table, no matter who we are, where we have been, what we have done, it makes us one with God. I like what I found in the book of Deuteronomy as the people were entering into the land of milk and honey. We are in the land of milk and honey. And they were told, do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is God who gives you power to get wealth. Remember God and give thanks to God, and be thankful for each day that we wake up. Amen.